Hey, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Nun Beis in Yuma. And we learn again for a four shleim for Yosef as real Ben Chaim Michal. <clears throat> Yesterday we left off <clears throat> at the fourth line on daf Nun Beis. I'm Rab Nason. I'm a Troxen that, <clears throat> that the wall that separated between the Heicho and the Kodesh Kodeshim, which was an Amma thick, is it part of the Heichal or is it part of the Kodesh Kodeshim? Is it, Kodesh, is it Kodeshim? Is it like inside the Kodesh Kodeshim? <coughs> is it part of that? Or is it like the outside, meaning like the Heichal? That's what we said. <coughs> we mentioned this yesterday. The Chacham, we mentioned it in the Mishnah or in the Gemara, actually, because we couldn't tell which one it is. So they placed, uh, at the time of the second base Mishnah, they placed two curtains there, and those two curtains spanned that Amma. In the first base Mishnah, it was a, a solid wall. In the Mishkan, it was one partition. In the second base Mishnah, it was the two curtains that we mentioned in the name of the Chachamim yesterday, not Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said it was only one curtain there. But in any case, um, the, uh, the, the, the two curtains took the place of that wall that was an Amma thick, and the Chum did not know whether it was part of the Heichal or part of the Kodeshkin. Moscow Ravina, my time, but what's the reason? What's the reason they didn't know? Even the Pasuk Malachim says, the house that uh, Shlomo built, meaning the base of Mikdash, Lashem, that he built it to God, Shishamam Archo, it was 60 Amas in length. That, that means the Heichal was 40 uh, and the uh, Kodeshkin was 20. Shishamam Archo, but Esram it was 20 Amas wide, as we mentioned yesterday. And it was 30 amas high. That was the first base of Mikdash. Shlomo's base of Mikdash. It says, The Hechel out of that 60 length was 40. It was 40 in front of me. It was, it was 40 amas in length. In front of the Mechitza. The Dvir is like a Mechitza between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim. Esram Amma. Orach was 20 amas of length. Esram Amma Rochav. The Kodesh Kodeshim was 20 amas uh, long and 20 amas wide. Esram Akmos and 20 amas in height. Is that your problem? When you say this amma, this, this um, partition between the Heichel and the Kodesh Kodeshim, uh, the Chacham couldn't decide whether it was part of the Heichel or part of the Kodesh Kodeshim. And why? Because the Heichel is described as being 40 amas in length and the Kodesh Kodeshim is 20 amas in length. And you're not sure whether that amma was part of the 20 or part of the 40. Is that what your problem is? Maybe it's not part of the 20 or part of the 40. The 20 was the Kodesh Kodeshim, the Heichel was 40, and the Amma was between them, was an extra Amma. The Chalala Kachashiv, Kosmokachashiv, when he talks about the 40 and the 20, the lengths of the, of the Heichel and the Kodesh Kodeshim respectively, he's talking about how much was the inside space, the inner space. Was it 40 and 20? We're not talking about the wall. In other words, the wall was between them. Maybe that's the issue. What's the proof? The Whatever it tells you, uh, where it mentions the walls, whenever we mention the walls, we actually tell you descriptively how wide or how thick each wall is. In other words, why do you think that uh, is your suffix whether the ama between the Heichel and the Kodesh Kodeshim was part of the 20 and part of the 40? No, who says? Maybe it's not the 20, not the 40. The 20 is Kodesh Kodeshim, the 40 is the Heichel. The ama was between them. Because when we talk about a wall, we usually mention the thickness of the wall too. Ditsana, the Mishnah and Mido says, Ha Heichel, the whole building, 
not just the Heichel and the Kodesh Kodeshim, but the whole with the outer perimeter and the Ulam, etc., was Meya Ama Al Meya, was 100 by 100, Barum Meya. Gemara, the mission Midas describes this in detail. Here we'll see a little bit of it. Heichel Meya Al Meya, Barum with the height of 100. That means with the roof, everything. Kosel Ulam, how do you start? Kosel Ulam was, was five, was Chamesh. If you're looking at the illustration book, we're looking at uh, illustration number 112, where you have like sort of a bird's eye view of the whole place, going from number one there on the right to number nine on the left, as he describes each one, uh, each part of the base, each part of the whole structure. So he says the Kosel Ulam was five. Va'ulam, you can keep adding on with me. Va'ulam that's another 11. Kosel Hechel Sheish, the wall of the Hechel itself was another six amas uh, uh, thick, which means that adds to the length of the whole place. Baruch as we've described, the Hechel itself was 40 amas, the inside space was 40 amas. Amatroxin, here he tells you the Amatroxin was another ama. It's counted as part of the, in other words, if you look at the 20 and the 40, add another ama for the wall in between them, total of 61. But here he's describing the whole place. Vachof ama base, was 20. So you see, list the Hechel is 40. The Amatroxin was in between them. Then you have the 20. Kosel Hechel, the wall of the Hechel on the back was another six. And the chamber there was six. was another five. And that's how you get a total of 100. The point is, you see, when you talk about the wall, you mention the wall in and of itself. So what's this business about? You're not sure if it was part of the Hechel or part of the Kodesh Hashim. It wasn't either one of them. It was a separate wall in between them. Ella Kedusha say, we're not sure the Kedusha, we're not sure if the Kedusha had the Kedusha of the Hechal, lesser Kedusha in the Kodesh Hashim, or the Kedusha of the Kodesh Hashim, as only the uh, Kohen Gadol can go there on Yom Kippur. That was the question. Behind it, Rabbi Yochanan. So why are we not sure? Because we couldn't tell. The Chacham later on weren't sure how it was. They just, they just said no. The Pusik, as we'll see, is not clear. Behind it, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said, boy, Yosef Ishos, so Yosef Ishos, remember that's his name, had this question. The Pusik in Malachim says, Udvir betocha bias mepnima, and the mechitza, the wall, in the middle of the house, in the middle of the Hechel house, mipnima from the inside, Hechen, he prepared, letiten shomes aron bris Hashem. David or Shlomo had prepared there, David had prepared that to put there, he prepared it, that that would be the aron of Hashem, put it over there. The Iboyle, the gifts of the Rishash learns it's not, it's Iboyle, not Iboylehu. He's explaining that Yosef Ishotel had this question. The Pusik says, the Mechitza in the middle of the house, from the inside, they prepared to put the Aaron there. Iboyle had this question, how do you read the Pusik? Where do you put the Kama? Do you say, okay, the Mechitza was in the middle of the Hechal, from the inside, Hechal, the Titan Shum. It, from the inside, he prepared to put there the Aron. And therefore, what he's telling you is, In other words, uh, the Devir B'toch bias that was the wall. Okay. From the inside of that, meaning inside inside the Kodesh Kodeshim, inside of the wall, they prepared to put the, the uh, Aron there, meaning that the Devir or the Mechitza or this Amatroxin, whatever you call it, was not part of the Kodesh Kodeshim. It didn't have that Kedusha. Is that how you read the Pesach? Again, and then the inside of that, which was the Kodesh they prepared to put there. The Mechitz itself was within the house on the inside. In other words, that the Amatrax itself had the Kedusha of the, of the uh, Kodesh Kodesh. Now, of course, in the first place of Migdash, um, 
whether it had the Kedusha you could, it was a solid wall. So it wasn't really a question, you can't walk through a solid wall. Uh, but when in the second base of Migdash, when it was two curtains, so there was an area that you could walk through, so it big, made, made a big nafkamina, a regular cone, if it was part of the Kodesh Kodeshim, or had the Kedusha of a Kodesh Kodeshim. Again, it was a separate ama in length, it was a separate space. It wasn't part of the 20, it wasn't part of the 40, but if it had, a spe- if it had the Kedusha of a Kodesh Kodeshim, nobody can go in there except the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. So that was the question that he had. So we weren't sure, and that was this business about Rav Nelson said the Amatrax and the Chum didn't know whether it had the kedusha of the Hechel, the kedusha of the Kodesh Kashim. Says the Gemara, Mima Safkale, did, did this uh, Yosef Ishos really, what, he wasn't sure about that? But Tani, we learned Isi ben Yehuda Omer. Notice the name here is Isi ben Yehuda. We'll see this is all the same person as Yosef Ishos. So Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Chamish Mikros, there's five Sukkim of the Torah and Lemecher. They're really undecided what the Pashub Shat means. What do we mean by that? There's five words. Turn the page now, Talmud Beis. And um, these are the five words, and we're going to explain each one. Pasuk says, Se'es. Another Pasuk says, Meshukadim. Uh, the almond, almonds. Another Pasuk says, Machar. Another Pasuk says, Arur. Another Pasuk says, Kam. Five different Sukkim in, in the Chumash. And it's not really clear, each one of them, what they mean. Right? What does that mean? So Rashi explains, Se'es. Pasuk says in beginning gracious when Hashem told kind hello imtetiv seis. What does that mean? It doesn't mean if you be good you'll be forgiven seis. You know you'll carry your sin. Oh seis imlotetiv loshnu seisaman or you'll carry if you're not going to be good and you're going to sin you're going to carry the sin. So this is seis going on hello imtetiv or is it going on seis imlotetiv? We're not sure where to put the pronunciation. Unfortunately, we grapple with this. What do you mean? Don't we know what the pronunciation is? They didn't necessarily know. The Ritva says we didn't know unless we would have the, the Sof Pasuk and the Asnachta and all the various, uh, um, uh, you know, all the various uh, notes that tell us how to read the Pasuk. But some say they simply didn't know. It was forgotten or they didn't know where the end of the Pasuk was or how to read it, where the Asnachta was. So what, the first Pasuk, the word is says. We're not sure what that goes. Meshukadim also. Rashi in the second line. Arboam Gviyam Meshukadim. There are four cups. Meshukadim. With almonds on them means does it mean is it going on the cups? Or does it mean that the buttons and the blossoms have the almonds on them? In other words, you're not sure. Again, is it is it going on? Is it going on the avigavim or in the end of the pasuk it says Machar Rashi in the third line says pasuk says that's at the end of Bishalach, right, uh, Michael? Machar go fight Amalek. Machar. Is that what it means? Go fight Machar? Or Tzayvilachem Malek means Miyad immediately. Umachar Anochini Tzav. Tomorrow I'll stand there and we'll, and we'll, we'll you can pray to me. Today you don't have to, today you don't need my Tzayvilachem. Today just go fight. Tomorrow we'll talk, you know. So it's, again, when you read the Pulsing, Tzayvilachem Machar, right? Machar Anochi made. Is Machar going on the Tzayvilachem Malek or not? Depends how you put the, the accent. Arur. That's when um, Yaakov spoke to Shimon and Levi, and he said, Arur, right? How does the Pasuk read? It says, Shimon and Levi, they killed, of course, Shem, Arur, 
Is Arur going on the Vertan Mikrashur Arur, or is it going on Arur Apom Kioz, the way we have it in our Pasik, because the way we have it, Arur is in the next Pasik. But that was the question that he had. Is Arur going on the previous Pasik, or on the next phrase of Arur Ki Apom? Arur Apom Kioz, their anger, their, their uh, temper is very strong. And then we have another Pasik for come, right? Hincha Shochevemavsecha, right? Hashem said to Moshe, behold, you're going to die. Vikom. Okay, now, uh, th- is that, you're, gonna, you're going to die, you know, there is rest with your ancestors. Vikom, and you'll rise up, meaning Tchiasamesim. Or is it Vikom ha'omazevizana, after you die, this nation is going to get up and prostitute themselves, etc. So the way we read the Pasuk Tem, or, or, or maybe the first way. You're going to die, become, and you're going to have tchias amesim. So, uh, so this uh, man who we said uh, here he's quoted as being Isi ben Yehuda had said only these these are the five words that we can't tell their placement. We can't tell how do you how do you read it? Ut v'tanya. This goes on v'tanya. Who Yosef? Maybe you say it's a different guy. No, Yosef Ishutzel that we said we weren't sure about the Dvir, Is that part of the? Is the Amitraxin? Is it part of the Heichal? The Kedusha of the Heichal or Kedusha of the Kodesh Kodeshim? Betanya, who was it? The same. He's the same guy. Yosef Ishutzel. Who Yosef Abavli? Who Isi Ben Yehuda? Who Isi Ben Gurarye? Who Isi Ben Gabriel? Who Isi Ben Mahalalel? Umashma, what's his real name? Isi Ben Akivishmo. The point is, what do you see here? That this is the same guy. So how could he not be sure? He was only not sure about five words in the Torah. Not other other psukim. So the Gemara says, "B'zaraisa leka b'neviika." There's no the, in the Torah itself in Torah's Moshe. There's only those five words that we're not sure if they're going on the prior phrase or on the or on the uh, phrase immediately thereafter. But on in the, in Tanakh there are others. But in the Nevi'ah, this pasuk we're talking about that we're not sure about the Nevi'ah is a pasuk in Melachim talking about uh, David and Shlomo. So here uh, there are could be other questions. There's no other in the Torah. There's no other supernatural in the Torah. We have another question. Rav Chista has a question. It says, Vayishlach esnari b'nei Yisrael. Pasuk says in Mishpatim, Vayishlach esnari b'nei Yisrael. They sent the youths of b'nei Yisrael, Vayalu Olos, and they brought Olos, right? Olos. Now, then it says, the end of the Pasuk says, Vayizbuchuz vachim shlomim lashem parim. That's the end of the Pasuk. So, what does that mean? It doesn't mean, again, Stop right there. They brought Olos. What did they bring Olos? Usually an Olos is a Keves. Is that what it means? And then the end of the Pasuk is They brought Shlomim Lashem Parim. The Pasuk ends off. So, is that how you read the Pasuk? The Olos were lambs and the Shlomim were bulls. Or no, maybe don't read that olos with an asnachla, but rather by yishlach asnari b'nei yisrael byalu byalu olos by yizbechus vachem shlom lashem parim. All of them were bulls. So you see, here's also a question about how do you read the pasuk, not just in uh, not just in neviim, in other and and Yosef Yishutzel said there's only five. So uh, oh, so how do you read the pasuk? So Gemara says Nechem Rav Chista Msafkle Isi Ben Yudah Pshitalei. Isabin, you would have learned that it was an asnacht, though, let's assume, right? The way we, the way we have it, there's an asnacht in between. They brought olos that were kvasim. Parm is going in the latter half of the Pasik. But Chris had a question, but Isabin, you only, only spoke of those five in the Chumash 
of Seis, Mishukar, Machar, Harukam, who had a question about that, but there were others in the Vim, and that's how we, that's what we talk about today. The Malachim Aleph, the Pussing Malachim Aleph, is not clear where, if the Kedusha of the Amatroxin, also called the Devir, or the Mechitza, the wall between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim, whether that was, had the Kedusha of the Kodesh or the Kedusha of the Kodesh Kodeshim. So let's go on with the Avoda of, of the Kohen Gadol. As the Kohen Gadol, what we mentioned in the previous Mishnah, and that's the Shita of the Chacham, which is really, we said, it goes like Rabbi Yehuda's Shita, that there were two, there were two uh, curtains there, and it opened up on the left side, as we're looking now at number 113. So the Mishnah says, the outer, the outer partition, the outer curtain facing the Heichal, was uh, folded back and clasped from the south, as we see in number 113. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda's Shita was that he walked between the Mizbeach, Hazov and the menorah on his way to to enter from the south side to between the curtains. He's going to go in between the south side. And he didn't walk along the wall itself, as we said at the top of Amaral here yesterday, because the wall was dirty from smoke. He went to get his garments dirty. So is a proof the inner curtain, the curtain closer to Kosh Kashim and Atsafan was was open, was was clasped from the north. In other words, so he didn't have to sort of pull the curtain open, he just walked in on the left. That would be the south side. And then he walked through between the two curtains. And then when he came to the inner curtain, that was clasped on the north side. So it was open there. So in number 113, we see we see this business about how the curtains open up on the left side. That's the south side. And he walked between the two curtains as the Mishnah goes on. Mahalach um, Benam, he walked between the two curtains until he came to the north. That's one number 114. 114. Okay. Then he when he came to the north. Now we're at number 15, right? Um, he turned, as soon as he went through the inner curtain on the north side, which was clasped so he could just walk right through it, he get, in other words, he didn't have to worry about, um, he's holding these two pans in his hands, how is he going to literally open the curtain without sticking the pans into the curtain and burning them, burning the curtains, because they were clasped so that they were open. So he itself and now he turns towards the south, in other words, it's like about face, right? He goes in there, about face, and he, as he turns into the, into the Kodesh Karashim through the north side and through the inner curtain, he now turns towards the south, turns about face. And he goes on his, towards his left, meaning the small ima parochas, meaning the parochas is on his left side now. This is number 115. Until he comes to the Aran. Now, when he comes to Arun, the Arun was smack in the middle of the Kodesh Kashim. We mentioned before how it stood miraculously because the Arun had dimensions to it, like two and a half Amas at least, and yet it stood in the middle and there was 10 Amas on each side of it towards the wall, but the whole building was only 20 Amas. The whole Kodesh Kashim was only 20 Amas, so it sort of stood miraculously. He came to the Arun, he puts the Arun, this is number 116, and he put the the two uh, he put the uh, machta with the with the, with the uh, he put the um, the pan that had the coals down on the arum benchne about between the two staves. Now, if you look at number one sixteen, you'll see very carefully where's the arum. The arum's not there. All there is is a stone. That's the evan shatia because we're speaking about in the second base of when that's what I was going to deal with. There was no more arum there in the first base of there was an arum. So in the first place, there was no curtains. So in this description, we're describing the curtains. When he came inside, there was no Aaron there, but there was a place of the Aaron. So he put it down between where the two staves would have been. 
technically that would have been a problem because the two staves actually went from wall to wall. How would he get inside there, right? So that would be, but he didn't, there wasn't really, the staves weren't really there. It was as if they were there. And now he heaped up the incense on, on, the, um, on the coals, which were still in the pan. This is number 117, right? Um, 116, 117. Right? And, um, and, the, and the whole place was full of smoke. So this goes, as Gemara will explain, this goes with the Shita that he piled it straight up. He didn't spread it out so that the smoke should be dissipated and should go up real quickly, but he heaped it up straight up so that this, there would be, the, the smoke would be, um, would go straight up, but also it would take a long time. It would smoke slowly because of the heap of the Ktoris would, would, there was so much Ktoris there that it would, uh, it would burn slowly. If you put, if you spread it out, it would burn quickly, it would burn quickly and less smoke. Here there's a, and, and the smoke would be spread out. Here the smoke went straight up, but it burned slowly. And that's what he did. Yatsa, now he went out. Now he went out. <clears throat> when he went out, it doesn't describe how he went out, but he backed out. Yatsa Bala Baderach He went back the same way he went. And as he didn't turn around with his back to the place of the Aron, he just reversed his tracks and went backwards. And and when he went backwards, that's the way you give cover. You back out like you back out before Hashem. You don't just turn around. You back out. You walk out slowly. Remember when I was in the Chaim Berlin, you had a, and you went in to see Rav Hutner Zafonalavacha, and he had a real big office. And you went to see him, you had to back out like thirty, forty feet, and you had to go all the way backwards. And you were always worried about tripping on something, you know. Uh, and I remember I did that. You know, there were rumors, there used to be rumors that if you didn't do it properly, he wouldn't buzz you out. You know, you have to do it again, but I don't know if that's really true. It didn't happen to me. Anyway, when he went out, so he left the, we're going to describe in a, in a minute again, or in the Gemara, we'll describe how he, um, how he poured it down. In 16, in 116, 117, we see the, the, uh, the him uh, heaping the Ktoris uh, on the coals, which are in the pan. And, um, uh, that's in 116, 117, but we're going to come back to two more diagrams later on today uh, as we'll see how exactly how did he do that. Um, now, when he went outside of the, uh, he left the Kodesh Kodeshim, he went back into the Hechal, he would meet Mispal Tefillah Ktsara. He did a short Tefillah, which is what we say, we say that in the Avodah on Yom Kippur, we, you know, when, we, when we read about the uh, Avodah, and he made a small Tefillah there, but Beis Chitzon in the outer chamber, meaning in the in the Kodesh, in the Heichal, not the Kodesh Kodeshim. What tefillah did he say? So tomorrow, and tomorrow's tomorrow is going to say it, but basically his tefillah was, If it would be a hot year, take shuma, let's have a lot of rain at least. We should never lose the, um, the, the house of Judah should never uh, be removed, in other words, as, as rulers. We shouldn't have to come on to one another for Parnassah, but everybody should have Parnassah on their own. The people who travel, who always pray for no rain, uh, don't, don't listen to them. We need the rain for our crops. Don't listen to them. That was the feel that he made. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't try to stretch out that feel too long. If he would daven too long, people would think that maybe he had a heart attack and died, as many of them did, right? If they didn't do the avodah properly, that's what could happen. So he, in order not to scare them, he, he made it quickly, uh, etc. Right? We're talking about the first base of Migdash, as we said, there was no parochas there. There was a wall. We're talking about the second base of Migdash, there was no R in there. 
was there an Aram? Vatani, we learn Mishinignus Aram from the time that the Aram was stored away. Right, Nidus Imot Sansanas Aman, the bottle that contained the man, as a proof that Hashem gave us in the midbar, that was also stored away with it, as we'll see. With Sluchas Hashem and also the vial of 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 Oshem Mishcha, the anointing oil was also the bottle that was also stored away. Umakushal Aaron and Aaron's staff, Ushkete Aprecha and its almonds and blossoms, the Argus, and also the chest Shishago Plishtim Darmalekai Israel, and also the Plishtim sent. And they sent the arm back with a with a chest. That chest was also stored away. Shneimar Ukleazov and the uh, the the golden jewels or the kalim asher shivosim lo that you returned to him as an usher as a guilt offering. Tassim ba'argos put those in the chest. Mitzira on the side of the aron ushlachtem also and send it send it there to Yerushalayim b'halach and it'll go. So the point is that you see that the aron was stored together. From here you see that the chest was stored because it was the the aron the uh, on the side was the was the uh, put all those things on the side in the chest next to the Aron. So you see that the Aron was and the chest were together. Rashi says, Almagabi Aron Havikoi, and the the uh, chest was with the Aron, and therefore you assume that it was also stored away with it. That's how we talk about the Aron being stored, right? And they were stored away. This is according to the Shita, as we see that it says over here that what happened to Urumi Gonzo, who stored it away? Yoshio Gonzo, he stored it away deep in the in the uh, in the gra- underground in the base migdash, he stored it away. There's other shitas that it went into Gullus. There's several opinions we had elsewhere in Shas that uh, what happened to the the lost ark. You know, the basis of the movie. Where is the where where is the lost ark? So um, one sheet, the sheet that we have in this gemara is that Yoshio Amelach stored it away. He put it in Geniza. Ma Roshikan. So what did he see? Why did he store it away? Roshikasov. It says the pasuk says. Hashem uh, is going to take you, and your king, Asher that you put, that you uh, that you anoint, that you put upon yourself this king, um, and you're going to take him, go into Gaulus. So he didn't want the Aaron to go into Gaulus. Ahmad, so he got up Vagunzo and he stored away Shemar Levim. He told Levim, who taught all Ben Israel, Hakdoshim those who were holy to God, Tenuas Aaron Akodesh, take the Aaron, Bavayas Asher Shlomo, put it in the house that Shlomo built, Shlomo Ben David, Melech Israel. Because of no need to carry it around anymore. Now go serve God. That's somebody Israel. He told Levim to store it away. What do you mean store it away? It was already in the base of Migdash, right? The arm was in the base of Migdash. What do you mean put it in the base of Migdash? Meaning, deep, put it deep down, put it way down, deep down, and you won't know where it is. Remember, we talked about before there was a loose tile, and uh, somebody said that's where it was, and they got burned up because not to reveal where it was. But this is the sheet of this Gemara that Yoshio Amelach stored it away, not the sheet that it went into Gaulus or went somewhere else, uh, that went, went, went to uh, somewhere in Africa. Different sheetas, right? But this is the sheet that Yoshio stored away. Omar Blazer. So the Bryce said, from the time that the Aaron was stored away by Yoshio, stored away with it also was the Tzinsena Samon and the Tzluchas Shemon Mishcha and the Makos Shel Aaron, and the Argas. Now, so we mentioned that the Argas, the chest was placed next to the Aaron. So when the Aaron was stored away, that was stored away. How do we know these other things were stored away? To Amra Belazar, Osi Shama Shama, it's Xavier Shava. Xavier Shava says what? Shama talks about the base Hamidash, right? Right? By the Aaron, it says Shama. And by the Tzansamon, it says, Beten Shama Meloa Omer Man. So therefore, we have Xavier Shava that whatever, wherever you put the Aaron, you have to put also the Tzinsenes uh, Haman. So when the Aaron was stored away, so was Tzinsenes Haman. Vasi Doros Doros. It says, Lodoros Sechem, by the Man, 
Uh, and it says, and by the Tzluch Hashem and Mishkan also is called Shia Zelachem, Lidorosechem. So therefore, Dorostoros tells you that the uh, Tzluchus of the Shem and Mishkan was also placed together with its Tzenes Amon, which was placed together with the Aron, which was stored away. And then we have another Pasuk, Vasi Mishmeres Mishmeres, teaching me what? The, the Makhlush Shel Aron, it says, uh, uh, it says, Mishmeres, Tachsib Mishmeres, Laos Bnei Meri. So, it says, by the Tzinsenes, um, by the Tzinsenes Amon, and it says, Mishmeres by Makhlushal Dovet, so Makhlushal Aaron. So, therefore, all these things were placed together. That's how we know they all went into the, uh, they were all stored away. Um, so, our, this comes back to our question which base of are we speaking about over here? If it was the first base of Migdash, there was no parochus there. It was a solid wall. If it was the second base of Migdash, there was no, there was no Aaron there. So what do you mean? He went in between the curtains and he stood in front of the Aaron and he, and he put the, uh, the uh, uh, Ketoros and he burnt the Ketoros there in front of the Aaron. There was no Aaron there. So Mar says, he was in the second Migdash. When it says he came to the Aaron, Malcolm Aaron, mean the place that the Aaron was, as these pictures show, there was no real Aaron there. It was just simply a stone. Between the two staves that the Aaron was carried with, <laughs> there was no Aaron, there was no staves. He put him in the place as if there would have been Shnei, if there would have been Shnei Badim, he would have put him in that place in front of the two uh, staves. But there was really nothing there except for the stone, as we show in the diagram. So it says, he heaped up the Torahs on the coals. This goes like the Machlokes we had before Memtes. Did he pile them up straight up so that it would smoke slowly but go straight up? Or did he spread it around so that it would smoke quickly but smoke would be all over the place and it would smoke quickly? So here it says, Sovrasektoros, he heaped them up. It means he, he, he heaped them up. That means it would smoke slowly and go straight up. Tanichad Tsovra Pnima Shi Now, how did he do it? Now, if you, again, if you, it helps if you could look at the diagram number 118 and 119. As he put them into the, uh, into the shovel, or the, the pan that had the coals in it, did he do it from Tzobar Pnei Did he do from the edge, I would call it the edge of the shovel, meaning the outer edge of the shovel, the part that's closer into the, inside the Kodesh Kodashim, right? And then did he, he moved inward. In other words, he had a whole pile of coals in here, right? So when he lowered it, he didn't lower it in one spot, he lowered it from the edge of the pan, that's the, the outer edge of the pan, not the side that had the handle, but the outer edge of the pan, the part that's closer to the inside of the, of the Kodesh Kodashim, and then he moved inward. In other words, he held, the, he held them, and then he, he started in one place, and he moved inwards towards his body. Is that how he, is that how he lowered them onto the, um, onto the uh, shovel? Or did he do it outwards? He started further in, closer to the handle of the shovel, as in 119, and then he moved outwards, Right? This is, we're looking at page number 55, Moshe. Page 55, uh, illustrations number 118 and 119. Did he start on the outer edge, away from the handle of the shovel, and go inwards towards his body? Or did he start from the place near the handle, and meaning further towards the Heichel, not the Kodesh Kodeshim. He's in the Kodesh Kodeshim now, but towards the Heichel, and then move outward. So how did he do that? So, so one Brysa says, back in the Gemara, Tani Chadetz over Pnima, towards the inside of the Kodesh Kodeshim, Shechutzlo, which is out, away from his body, away from him. He started there and then moved inwards. But Tanidach, the other Brai says, Sovachutza, 
he he heaped it up towards towards the heichel, that it's towards the outside, towards the handle of the shovel of the shovel, as she pinimelo, which is closer to him, and moved outwards. Amar Abayah tonight, it's a machlok stonim how it was done, and Abayah says Amar Abayah mistavik man Amar pinima she chutzlo. It makes more sense to say that he when he started. Uh, towards the inside of the Kodesh Kodeshim, meaning the outer edge of the shovel, the edge away from the handle, he started piling it up there. As soon as he piles it up there, it starts smoking up. The Tanan Melamdano, so we teach the Kohen Gadol, Hizar, be careful, Shalot Tathil Mipanecha. Don't start in front of you, Shematikobe, because maybe you'll get burnt. In other words, when you're, when you're working with fire, and you're working with a lot of fire, you try to start at the outer edge, like when you're lighting the candles, right? And there's a bunch of candles, light the outer ones. If you light the first ones first, you're going to burn yourself when you go to the outer ones. So that's what he said here too. It's more likely that the proper way to do it is to start, right? Um, That to start on the outer edge of the shovel, like in number 118, and then move in, and then move in, rather than start on the inner edge and then move out. Because if you start on the inner edge, you're going to burn yourself, right? So so you start, in other words, like in 118, you see he started on the outer edge of the shovel and then moved in, so he wouldn't burn himself. If he started on the inner edge and then moved out, he might burn himself, so that's proper the way to do it. All right, tomorrow we'll start from the top line here. Uh, uh, and we'll pick it up from here tomorrow, which I'm continuing with the Avoda. Have a good day, everybody. Beautiful, thank you. Sure.